it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The San Francisco 49ers select. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Trey Lance. I definitely see it as Jimmy's the starter. Lance under the gun this time. Fires downfield. Touchdown! The Rich Eisen Show. Look out, man. He's a much bigger, huger threat at the position than Garoppolo. Is he ready? Maybe not. Today's guests, Colts head coach Frank Reich, co-host of Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt, Oscar-nominated actor Michael Keaton, host of Money Court, Kevin O'Leary, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Pleased to be here in Los Angeles, California. And I'm not just saying that because I never take doing this show for granted. It's raining here, and um, yeah. and and nobody expected that. And when it rains in Los Angeles, and certainly nobody expects it, it's a white-knuckle ride. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Our drive this morning. That normally takes 30 minutes. Good to see you, though. Hey, there, Chris. I, I made it. Rich Eisen Show, Jeez. traffic and weather together on the ones. What Chris Brockman, what do you have over there? <laughs> Good to see you. Sprinkling on the 405, Rich. Mr. Feller, good morning morning to you, sir. Good Good morning morning. to you. Is Mike Del Tufo's off doing something or whatever, or he's actually in the back coming in at night and pulling plugs and blowing out power cords? (laughs) Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. How are you, sir? Well, I'm wondering why Tony, Tony, Tony lied to us, Rich, because it is raining in Southern California. And and they said that it never does. Okay, very good. Good to see you. How'd you like Hard Knocks last night? Did you learn anything about your Dallas Cowboys last night? Uh, I learned... uh, we have a we have a young man on our team. Like last week, we talked about things I was looking forward to. Yes, there's always that young player that you kind of like get attached to. Dak Prescott. <laughs> well, we're already attached. Oh, to him. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> young man I, from I the Ivory Coast. Uh-huh. Um, Kamaro is his last name. Azor mm-hmm. Kamaro. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's. I think he's that guy that you're going to keep your eye on. Okay. Fingers crossed. That All he right. Makes, he makes the team. All so. right. So um, that's something that you got out of it. Um, also, the fact that you know there's a certain um, aspect about the NFL season, a grind, which is this name of the show that I've been doing on Epics last couple of years. The grind is a lot of grind, um, and I had no idea that what could also grind our two thighs together yeah. <laughs> for a Pro Bowl um, running back and. Um, Bless whoever is the goalie for the for the Dallas Cowboys for Hard Knocks. And as you know, there's always a goalie. There's a team goalie. There's always this. Mayock, a couple of years ago for the Hard Knocks, for the Oakland Raiders, he was the goalie. He was the one standing in the goal net, you know, probably 
or having somebody watch the show on his behalf. Not like he's going to sit down and watch all 60 minutes of a show, but maybe he did. I don't know. I have to ask him the next time. But he was like Dominic Hasek standing on his head like an exclamation point, batting away all the pucks that were involving Antonio Brown. And we were we got hardly we, we got we didn't get much. We got we got a, we got a, didn't get much. It was a soft knock. Here. It was a yeah, soft it was, knock. It was it was just a, 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 a brush of a, little, a knock. A little tap. Yeah, just a little tap. Hard tap. But whoever for the Dallas Cowboys said, okay, let's start the show with Zeke talking about um, baby powder, baby powder <laughs> and chafe. Crevices. Yeah. Crevices. yeah. You know, that, <laughs> like, again, that taint bad, man. Taint. <laughs> Two out of three taint started, bad. Rich. Hey, about that? You know. Two taints. So we learned that. And we're learning today that I don't think we're going to see Dak Prescott until uh, opening night. Two weeks like from it, tomorrow. Man. Yeah, no need. No, no need. No need. No need. I just don't know. What? Honestly, this is the thing with the Dallas Cowboys, and we're gonna find out, man. We are going what? to find out. We're gonna find out on the first Thursday in September. Whew. We're gonna find that one out, man. Yes, indeed. We're gonna find out when it's all said and done. Three. It's three weeks from tomorrow night, right? I believe 20 so. To Twenty-two. Here days. we go. Three weeks from tomorrow, 22 Zeke Elliott baby powder days <laughs> from right now. Powder. We're going to find out. WTF is going on with Dak's arm. We're going to find out. I, I would be stunned if he's, he's, he's not the one strolling out on the field opening night 22 days from now. Okay. Not, I mean, you know. I don't, or it's 21, pardon me, 22 Emmett days from Emmett, now. Yes, yes. 21 days tomorrow is the, uh, is, is the, is the Zeke Elliott. But I, I honestly don't believe you're going to see Ben DiNucci or anybody else other than Dak Prescott on opening night. They will, they will, they will send him out there and he will go out there and then we're going to see. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. We're going to find out. And, I mean, and, but is it the, Potential Rich Eisen show, Jerry Cantrell, Alice in Chains, fantasy team name, abundance of precaution. (laughs) Which, by the way, it's really abundance of caution, but we're going to call it abundance of precaution. I don't know who said that or what have you, but... Somebody said it. Honestly, the whole, yeah, he's fine, but we checked with the team doctors of two Major League Baseball teams who you know, deal with arm injuries a lot. Yeah, he's fine. It's just a it's just another MRI, just to make sure we're cool. It's kind of like, you know, let's take let's take that test. You know, you got that little tickle in the back of your throat, you're feeling a little bit off. Let's get that COVID test. I just need a little I need a little um peace of mind. Let's go get that rapid and we'll see what it is. So let's go get that MRI. Let's tweet about it. Let's make sure that they tweet about it. Nothing wrong. It's not it's it's not a pick. Not a pick. It's not a pick. No, no, outside. It's not a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. We're just gonna put him in that tube one more time and we're gonna see how it goes and you know it's gonna stink for Dak, but at least we'll know. One at least we'll know. Who's at least your father? we'll know. What does he do? Now one today, Mike McCarthy says Dak's gonna be limited. I'd be surprised if he plays this week. If he doesn't play this week, what are you gonna throw him out? You're gonna throw you're gonna throw him out there two weeks before the season. No shot. So we will see Dak 22 days from now, and we're going to see. And if he starts zinging around and it's all good in 
you know, first quarter, second, he gets through all four quarters. And then we'll see how it goes. He's going to get that mini buy before the week two. But I don't know. I, I just cannot help but think of that gif, gif. What do we, what do we, what do we land on here on the I show? Think it's gif, gif. The gif from uh, Naked Gun. <laughs> Frank Drebin out in front of the fireworks going off behind him of the burning building and the fireworks coming out of it. Go home. Nothing to see here. <laughs> now I give you the floor, sir, because I, I don't. I, there's, there is something up. There's just a quick there's question. Something that I had, up, and it hit me as you you were talking, and Brockman reacted about him not playing. How long would we have seen Dak Prescott in a game? Let's be honest. If these starting quarterbacks, these starters usually get a series in a drive. Then Tom they come Brady out. got one. So okay, so he's not out there for eight minutes and three plays. What would we have learned from him? If he had played oh. one of these games and only had to drive and probably turned and hand the ball over three times or through maybe a 10-yard pass, he's not in there for any longer than eight to 10 plays. So you TJ, wouldn't have learned anything anyway. Understood. So why even put him out there? I totally agree with well, you. Maybe our entire line isn't there. If, if Zeke isn't playing, I don't want his backup picking up Of course blitz. not. So why put him out I there? I totally understand exactly what so, you're saying. And you make absolute perfect sense. Yeah, but I know. It's not... The point. There's a point, and you are. There's a point, and you are beside it. So we're just choose which side you're on. Which side? Whichever side of the point you are beside it. Well, in this case, I will choose. The point is, he's not out there. Not out because they're trying to protect him. Or what's the big deal? He can knock the rust off against. JPP. Exactly. Yeah, and Dominican Sue and Shaq Barrett and Levante David and Devin White. Those that's guys play football? Perfect, that's, by the way, perfect time to knock the rust off. Because that <laughs> rust will get knocked off. Yeah, I'm a little worried about but, that. No, no, no. But that's fine. Dude, you you are making an interesting point. Because I don't think you'll see Josh Allen, right? I mean, you're not going to see Aaron Rodgers, I imagine. I mean, no, he's, Aaron Rodgers said he's not playing. This you know what I mean? Like, so, so preseason football for folks who have done it before, you don't need it. And you're right. But the fact is, he's not out there. Because he can't get out there. And the Cowboys aren't going to come out and say, yeah, he's not out there because he can't get out there. But they're, they're, and, and that's what I'm wondering. And, dude. The other thing, too, is he's I, not out there because of the injury that forced him to miss last yes, year. It's a whole new it's thing. It's a new injury. It's a whole new thing. Again, how many times have we seen it's guys who thing. are injured or hurt and they went, well, if there was a game today, or if the playoffs started today, he would play. Right? You're in full if, fan if, denial. I'm mode. in full fan denial. I'm in common sense <laughs> mode right now, where Got I'm not it. trying to like Got make it. a mountain out of a molehill. Again, the dude no wouldn't problem. play. He wouldn't get action. If there was a game, I'm sure There's he would be playing. There's nothing to see here. You're right. Nothing to see nothing here. To see here. Nope. Although Ian Rappaport, our buddy, out. our buddy yeah, Rap hey. Sheet, said there's nothing wrong with him. And, 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 I mean, he couldn't have slapped this conversation that we're currently having down any harder. And yet here we are a couple of days later saying, still talking. Having a, we are because he's limited. Why is he limited? If Santiago <laughs> was well, not to be touched, touched. Why was he transferred off the base? Because people, people were hard-headed and didn't listen. Whereas on the Cowboys, here's a guy, isn't to be touched. Here's a guy who's been ready to get out there on the field. And he hasn't packed a thing. 
I want to know why he wasn't packed. Why wasn't he packed? You came up to Washington for two days. You called your sister. You packed to change your clothes. Yeah, right. Santiago was leaving for the rest of his life, and he hadn't packed a thing. Why is it Dad packed a thing, TJ? A soul. I think we've seen this movie a few times. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> okay. They called the Yankees and the Rangers. I mean, they call the Yankees and the Rangers. It's it's something that they just, boy, they are they are the most duly diligent team right now. Or something is up. Diligent. Something Rich. is up. That's our quarterback. That Rich Eisen show right now. I'm just putting Dak Prescott. Nothing to see here. Oh, I'm very concerned. Look, there we go. Al- hey, you know what? Don't even call me TJ today, guys. Call me Alfred E. Newman. What me worry? What we worry. Very good. Look very me good. in my face. Little I ain't mad got magazine no reference. Okay. Well, our first guest is a coach whose whose quarterback status for week one is definitely up in the air. Oh yeah. And Carson Wentz. Yeah. See if he's worried. And Quentin Nelson. Well, I mean, he said that things are progressing well. That's what he said earlier this week. I wonder what uh, Frank Reich is going to say when we chat with him in about seven and some odd minutes time. There's a bubble wrap guy for you, by the way. Carson Qu- Wentz? No, Quentin Nelson. Oh, Quentin Nelson. Is as nasty as that dude is and as one. good as that is Colts a guy like O-line you. is. That's well, yeah, but the season's not a wrap if Q's not out there. Season's not a wrap. Uh, Jonathan Taylor might. The reason why the different. bubble wrap s- statement that you just referenced, that TJ uh, just referenced, that DJ, Daniel Jeremiah, said yesterday was in reference to Alvin Kamara, that he's a, there's a bubble wrap player of the Saints, and you got to bubble wrap Alvin Kamara because if he's out, the whole offense is down the tubes. So I, I, Quentin Nelson is a Hall of Famer to be. Of that, there is no doubt in my mind. And, of course, <clears throat> he's on the team because the Jets um, <laughs> needed to go get Sam Darnold only to replace him four years later. And the, <laughs> and the Colts moved down from three to six, got the couple of Jets second-round picks, and chose Quentin Nelson anyway. That's why Chris Ballard's terrific. Um, and uh, long story short, don't want to make it about me or my team, but Frank Reich <laughs> will be joining us. And then um, Kyle Brandt of Good Morning Football, top of hour number two, keen to know his thoughts on Justin Fields and the Bears and everything else that's going on in the NFL, in his mind. Um, back from down under, he went to Australia right. to shoot Frogger for Peacock. Amazing. So I can't wait to talk to him about all of that. He kept that on the DL for and a while, And then look who's after him. Michael Keaton. I saw the new film, Lionsgate's uh, The Protégé. I saw it last night. Maggie Q, Michael Keaton. Nice. Samuel L. Jackson. It is a terrific movie. It is a lot of fun. Love it. And um, Michael Keaton is as diehard a Steelers fan as there is, and I know we've had Joe Manganiello on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michael Keaton will be joining us. He's a Western PA guy. Should we ask him if Pittsburgh is East Coast or Eastern Time Zone? Let's get into it. Oh, I don't know man, if we're going to get there. Let's get There's so much to talk to about. Including the fact that, you know, um, the anniversary of Mr. Mom's premiere is 38 years ago tomorrow. Wow. So much. I mean, we could talk to him for an hour. And then Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank, but he's got a new show on CNBC called Money Court. Mm-hmm. That's on Wednesdays at 10 Eastern Time. He'll join us in hour number three of the program. Um, and don't worry, TJ. We'll just <laughs> we'll we'll just poll question the Cowboys stuff. Yeah. Occasionally revisit that, mm-hmm. and then later on, maybe this hour, probably we'll talk about the owner of the Mets tweeting out about how <laughs> impotent their lineup is. I mean. <laughs> 
as Bobby Axelrod a tweet as there could be from an owner in, uh, uh, in professional sports. Hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. Steven from Queens, you're on the fan. First time, oh, Duck playoffs gosh. or what? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. baby. We'll talk that a little bit more. No lies were detected later in that tweet, on in guys. the show. Just, he's asking a question <laughs> as a fan. And Draymond and KD have made up. They've won a gold medal together, and now they've left the stinking pile of poo from November 2018 <laughs> on the doorstep of the Warriors, general manager and head coach. Jeez. Oh, boy, there's lots to talk about on this three-hour edition bad. of the Rich Eisen Show. But we'll take a break because we're going to be on time for football coach. Frank Reich of the Indianapolis Colts next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't you go anywhere on this Wednesday. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In terms of great um, summer coverage of the Dallas Cowboys, there's the, I think, original hard knocks to the Dallas Cowboys. And then there's the current version of the hard knocks to the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. And then it's 2016 Chris Brockman going to Oxnard, California <laughs> to quiz Dallas Cowboys at the time on Jerry Jones trivia because he just got in, he was about to get inducted into the Pro Football yeah. Hall of Fame. Take a look. Hey guys, Chris Brockman up here in Oxnard, California for Dallas Cowboys training camp. We all know Jerry Jones was inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame earlier this month, but how much do some of his players know about his iconic career? Let's go find out. True or false? At his Hall of Fame ceremony last month, he wore gold shoes to match his gold jacket. True. True. True? True. True? You guys see those Air Force Ones? Those yeah, were yeah, nice. Yeah. Those I need nice. a pair. I need a pair. You need a pair. Yeah. Of those. I mean, you know the guy. You know Jerry. He can hook that up. Who did Jerry hire after Tom Landry to take over as head coach? Jimmy Johnson. Who say Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy Johnson. I'm going to say Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. How about them Cowboys? How much did Jerry buy the team for back in 1989? 
True or false? Through marriage, Jerry Jones is related to former President Bill Clinton. True? True. And false. True. False. No, it's over three. Over three. Man, I just thought if I said true, you know, you would have been like, yeah. That's, that's a good answer. How much is Jerry Jones' net worth? Five billion. Five billion? I'll go with five billion. Five billion. I'm going to go two billion. Personal? I'll say five. Yeah, don't shortchange Jerry. It's five billion. Five billion. Five billion. He's worth more than the team. He got stuff outside of the team. He got stuff outside of the team. He got like 22 billion. Excellent work, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Those were Excellent fun. work, Chris. There was another piece we did with them, too, where I asked them about Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Which, as we all know, I wish I never would have watched. Oh, stop it. Jeez. <laughs> I love the B-roll, slow motion uh, clapping from clapping. Jason Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of hot footage of the clapper, man. Coach Garrett. Oh, baby. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show in a second with the radio. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show on our radio network. Um, Frank Reich's calling in in a matter of moments. I see the phone in a, line. In a matter of moments. Okay, very moments. good. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. What is the? Uh, do we have a poll question that we've uh, arranged for today, Chris? Yeah, well, I threw it up there because we were talking about our Dallas Cowboys uh, discussion in the, in the first segment, guys. Just It's simple. It's just Dak Prescott. And then the options are... Nothing to see here. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm very concerned. Well, what about the other one we talked about before the show? Oh, yeah. No, we can do that, too. We, we're going to do that. Well, we yeah, this one just came up kind of okay. organically. But, but go, yeah. ahead. Go, go ahead and uh, uh So it's the anniversary of Ringo Starr replacing Pete Best. As, as the, the drummer of the Beatles. As the drummer of the Beatles. So we're going to do what's the greatest replacement okay. of all time. What do you got? So it's Tom Brady yes, for course. Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. It's a Kurt Warner. Right, for Trent for, Green. For Trent Magic Green. Carpet, right? They're making a movie out of it. Of course, making yeah. a movie of right. Disney. Uh, it's Lou Gehrig for Wally Pip. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it's. You got to put Ringo. You got to put Ringo. Ringo okay. Star. For, That's a very yeah. high bar. Any other good ones, give us a call. 844 204 Rich, if we're missing any. Yeah. So that means Wally Pip was the Pete Best of baseball? Is that what I you're saying? I think Wally Pip kind of started it okay, all. Okay, started it yeah. all. Yeah, he, started he was the original. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh alright uh, we have uh, back here on the Rich Eisen show one of our favorite guests uh, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts back here on the program Frank Reich how are you coach Rich how you doing good um, to be with you good to be with you as well uh, I hope you don't mind uh, in solidarity with you uh, I, I just want to let you know in advance this interview will last anywhere between 5 to 12 minutes long you, you, you fine with that coach yes sir <laughs> I'm totally fine with well, that. No, no, I want the 12. Just I want you to know I want the 12. I know you want the 5. So I, underst <laughs> I understand that. I understand in advance. I just wanted to just walk through the door. Uh, so how, 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 are, how is your quarterback and outstanding stellar uh, potential first uh, ballot Hall of Fame uh, offensive guard? How are those guys right now, Coach? Yeah, I appreciate you asking, Rich. They're sure. doing well. I mean, everything from – 
the day of the surgery until now, you know, a little over two weeks later, has gone exactly the way we wanted it to go. So it's, it's all been best case scenario. They're making good progress. We, we're not at the point where we have not challenged them, so to speak, too hard in the rehab process. Um, so, you know, those days are shortly ahead. Okay, so um, obviously you can't, you don't have the proverbial crystal ball, which is one of my favorite coaching cliches, so I appreciate you not going in that direction. But um, Wentz, when you talk with him, how are, how are his spirits, man? I mean, because this guy, as you know, <laughs> has uh, been there and done that with having an injury happen and prevent him from taking an opportunity that he's been preparing for all the time. What, what, what's your conversation with him been like, Coach? throughout all this yeah, his mind his mindset is what you think it would be like he's you know he is on a mission he is a man on a mission you know to you know to get back and get healthy and to help you know our team win games I, I think he's really embraced this change this transition in his life I think it has suited him well I think this team this city uh, it's just a good fit I, I, and I think as I've mentioned before maybe we've even talked about it's all okay. I mean, he had a great time and a, and a really good run and some special things in Philly. And, uh, you know, now it's time for the change. And so we're really excited to have him. I think he's doing exceedingly well. I think his mindset is he's going to be back sooner rather than later. But unfortunately, we don't know that until we actually get out on the field and start to get to the point where we can test it and see how it's going to respond. When do you think that can happen? Do you think that can happen before week one? Coach? I think we're going to, yeah, oh, yeah, I do think what will happen. I do think the testing of it is going to be a, an ongoing process, like, like anyone would expect. We'll go out there and um, in any rehab process, you, you, you challenge yourself a little bit more every day. So part of that will start to be field work. You know, we've just, things have been more in the training room and that kind of thing, and now slowly field work will, stomach, will come into play. Um, doing a few things on the field, moving around on the field, throwing on the field um, at some level. And as you know, um, there's a lot of, you know, we could stand here and play catch 10 yards apart, you know, on a, with a cast on your foot. So that doesn't tell you anything. It just tells you that it's, we have to push it and see how it responds as we go. And uh, in terms of, you know, the, the backup plan, you know, because, again, I, I, I made reference to it in the 5 to 12 weeks that, you know, we heard that would be a time frame as to when, Wentz might return or how long he might be out. The the un you know tested or inexperienced nature of the backups that you have there. What has been the backup plan for you? Just trying to get the kids and youngsters grown up fast, or looking outside the organization in any way that you can share with me? Yeah, right now all of our focus, all of our focus and efforts have been internal, and um, you know we're pleased with the progress. One of the reasons like we feel like we can do that is, you know, we felt good about both these guys when we drafted them. Um, you know, we feel like we have a good team surrounding them. So, you know, we don't need someone to come in and be a superstar. Sure, you always want the best player available, but, you know, you know we're on a, you know, there's, there's a way we're doing things here and a way we're trying to build and grow this team. And, um, you know, we feel like the two guys we have in-house right now are making good progress and proving themselves, you know, worthy of that, you know, to be in that, you know, to be the, uh, as the top two considerations, right? I mean, so there's been no external conversations at this point. You haven't spoken to a certain high school coach down in Alabama? 
that was your starter last year? Coach, have you spoken to Philip? <laughs> no. Yeah, I have actually spoke. I actually have spoke to him one time. Um, who who is one of my all time favorites? And, sure. Um, he, he's a special guy. So, but I keep in touch with him all the time, regardless. Frank Reich here on the Rich Eisen show. What about Big Q? Where does he stand for you, Quentin Nelson? Same place Carson does. He's doing great. He's doing great. Obviously, they play two different positions. So, what they do to test, what they do to field test it, will look a little bit different, but the process will be the same. And in terms of, you know, uh, head coaches in the NFL, obviously, you know, everybody who's uh, I've met uh, wants to control everything. Control freak is definitely the words that I use. Who was the one who explained to you that it's a five to 12 week of time frame <laughs> and, and walk you through that process, coach? Yeah, I appreciate that being stated like that. I mean, no, I mean, basically, obviously, as a team, you know, we, we naturally don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. We sure. naturally want to be vague. You know, we want to be vague in our answers. Everybody knows that. But those are the that's the range that the two top guys in the country who have done thousands of these surgeries <laughs> um, have had guys fall in the in that range. So uh, it is what it is. Right. Um, uh, and there's need for us, right, to go into all the particulars of what makes a 12-week case or what makes a five-week case. Um, I'll continue to say, I've said around here, I don't mind saying, I think and I hope we're much closer to the front end and the better end of this range. And um, with how the surgery went and talking to the doc after the surgery and what he saw in the surgery, very encouraged, very encouraged by talking to our trainers, very encouraged in talking to Carson and Quentin. So, um, you know, we'll just continue to go down that road. Frank Reich, Indianapolis head coach here on the Rich Eisen Show. What else makes you very encouraged? Who else has been flashing we're not talking about because we're so focused on the 5 to 12 weeks for your quarterback and your stellar offensive lineman? Yeah. Who are we not talking about? I'll give you the floor on that. You know, you can, you can talk about a lot of guys really, you know, on offense – you know, a lot of the buzz around here, as I'm sure you've heard, is is our rookie receiver Mike Strong. You know, big man who is who can uh, who can elevate, who has really good hands, running very good routes. The game's not too big for him. He he's looked really good. But our whole receiving core, right in this last in our first game, our our young receiving core, they really all showed themselves, made a bunch of plays down the field, and uh, and obviously both Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger, you know, had had good games and. As a whole, I thought our defense played very well um, in the first preseason game. A lot of a lot of good things. A lot of those young players um, stepped up and, and played good football. How's my Michigan man, Quiddy Pay? I've been trying to hold off on just going straight yeah, back, straight back for the, the field. field. He's, he's, he's back. Yeah, he's back on the field. You right. know, uh, unfortunately, you know, he sprained that ankle. You know, about a, a few days before this first game, but he's back on the practice field now. Happy to be there and. Um, you know, before he sprained his ankle, he was looking phenomenal. Um, we feel really good about his development, his progress as a young player. Um, feel like he's going to make a, an early impact for us. Well, you know, and, and then just somebody who's in terms of impactful and um, a great story for those of us in, in the media to talk about, you know, guys who, who are not very well known when they're drafted in the league and then they make the most of their opportunity and then get paid. 
is Darius Leonard. Uh, what can you give me a story about when you first were either, um, uh, you know, introduced, exposed to his uh, heart and style, and what he brings to all of that on your behalf and the organization's behalf, and between the lines in the locker room? I, I just would love a good Darius Leonard story from you. you don't yeah. Know. Uh- so I probably don't have one story, but to me, it's a very easy answer, okay. and that is it's the, cu- it's the cumulative effect of how he is all the time. Like when you see him when he's mic'd up, like that's how he is all the time. I mean, he, it, it's never off. This guy is always on. He has got so much juice and he brings so much energy to the practice field, to the meeting room, walking down the hall. He's, a, he's, just, he's just a great leader. You know, he, he, he has a way of elevating whatever space he's occupying. If you're within striking distance, you're going to feel his energy. And what's not to like about that? Why, who wouldn't love this guy? And then, oh, yeah, by the way, he's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. He makes play. He can do everything. He can rush the passer. He, gets, he turns the ball over. He can get interceptions, and then he's going to have 100 and some tackles every year. I mean, I mean what a great draft pick by Chris Ballard. Um, I can't say enough about Darius. So happy that we were able to get his contract done and get him extended. And, uh, you know, that, that was a big deal for us and for this city. Does he remind you of anybody you played with or against in your day? Oh, Coach? man. I'm terrible at these questions. Uh, but, oh. um, <laughs> Sorry yes. to give it to you, but uh, I'd love to know. I'm just curious. Probably a combination of but But maybe nobody. I can, huh. I can safely say I've played with and coached a lot of guys who have a lot of juice and have a lot of energy. And I, I can say that Darius has more than anybody I know. No kidding. It's hands down. It's not. It's just hands down. Yeah. No. Kidding. I remember having a conversation. You were talking about Philip Rivers earlier. Yep. And uh, we were we were having a conversation this off season and just kind of reminiscing about last year. And and that was that was one of Philip Rivers' talking points. Like, man, I'm never going to forget that year. What an amazing, what a great team, what a great locker room, and him just talking about Darius and the, the first time he met Darius and then just how he was. Um, as I just was talking, I mean, just always like that. Like just, he was waiting. He was waiting to see him tone it down, and that just that <laughs> moment never came. He doesn't know how to tone well, it. down. Well, I mean, neither does Philip. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> he doesn't know how to no, tone it. That's why. That's why he appreciated it. <laughs> you know, they 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 have a connection on having uh, an inability sometimes to tone it down. Um, and speaking of toning it down, before I let you go. Um, so much being talked about that play in your preseason game with Benny LeMay getting a flag for staring down for just a split second. Uh, one of the many people who are unable to tackle him. And, um, and, and, and this is, this is a, a concern for fans and a lot of, a lot of players are uh, a little pissed off, to be honest with you, because, you know, here's a kid who, who's trying to make your team, right? He's trying to also prove a, prove a point, and you might have lost it for a split nanosecond, but out comes the flag because there's a new emphasis on on what uh, uh, the uh, co-owner of the Giants, John Marrow, who's been in the league a long time and is part of the competition, because he's sick of all the, uh, of the talking. 
And uh, I wonder what you think of this and what you might have spoken to your team about after that. Coach Frank Reich. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it was a nanosecond, but here's the thing. I mean, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I actually think uh, I'm kind of glad people are talking about it. You know, I, I like when people talk about our team. Okay. But it's the preseason. It's a point of emphasis. So we know every year, those of us, and including the fans who we all watch football, we all love football in whatever form, preseason, regular season, postseason, and when the officials have a point of emphasis – and you even sniff that line in a preseason game, especially the first preseason game, they're going to throw the flag. And because it's a point of emphasis, and it doesn't really, it's not a regular season, and they want to put the league on notice, put coaches and players on notice that, hey, guys, we told you we're going to emphasize this. Hey, maybe this was kind of questionable. Maybe it wasn't, but we just want to make a point here. I kind of get that. I, do I agree with the call? It doesn't even matter whether I agree with the call or not, but I kind of get what they do. I've just seen it done for many years, especially in the first preseason game. It's going to happen. No, I, exactly right. I, I was talking about that the other day, but do you then make it a point of emphasis to say exactly what you said to your team, to say, hey, that's what that was in preseason week one. Let's yeah. make sure – you know, week one when it all matters in the win-loss record for now an 18-week, 17-game regular no, season I, game that we don't do that, right? Or no? No, I do. And without, like you said, so here's what, here's what I'll tell you. This is one of those things I can tell you exactly what I said to the team. Please. Hey, guys, we know this is a point, a point of emphasis. Hey, how we do things here, um, we, we don't want to taunt. We don't need to taunt. We, not, we're not that kind. You know, that's not how we do things. Uh, the way we do things is all this juice and energy you have, we're directing towards our teammates and to the success that we're having. And, you know, we don't need to talk. Now, that was, I wasn't saying that against Benny because I, I, mean, I, I thought it was fine. But in general, hey, let, this is a point of emphasis. Let's not let this – we don't want a 15-yard penalty. We all know that. Let's, let's celebrate. Like, I, I want to appropriately celebrate – each other and each other's success as a team but the talk around the league and i agree with this like i really don't think there's room for taunting i don't want taunting i don't like taunting i mean i love i love the fire of competition i want to i want to dominate the opponent i mean i want to dominate the opponent in every way physically mentally on the scoreboard i want to embarrass them I, I want, you know, we want to destroy the opponent. We, we want to shut every opponent out. We want to score 50 and, and have them not score any. But we don't have to taunt. I just, that's a bad, that's a bad, taunting is, uh, as some people would say, it, it's not, it's, it doesn't look good on anybody. I, I just, it's not a good look. It's not a good thing for young kids to see. I just don't think that's what this game is about. Coach, I got to be honest with you after hearing that. Um, you make me want to go hit somebody. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I like Let's that. Let's go. I mean, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all fired up. Like this is this is great, and you're ready for week one right now. I bet, right? Like, and uh, you know, I just, um, I'm, I'm excited for you and your team. You know, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Taylor's too. Um, so good luck. And oh, let, man. Let, right, it's in, you, <laughs> you, don't have, uh, you, you don't have to. You don't have to have that conversation with him. I bet you know. I mean, he's ready to go. Yeah. That guy. I, I love. It. I say his name, and you go, "Oh man, oh, man. <laughs> that's terrific." That's how you feel about him, too, huh? Yeah. 
Oh, my gosh. That is. Yeah, Coach, he's, he's, he's a special player, special person. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Good luck. Look forward to seeing your team out there in uh, in week number one and beyond, and let's, uh, let's, let's just keep connecting. Always enjoy our chats. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. You got it. That's Frank Reich, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I do want to hit somebody taking on the Seahawks week right, one. I mean, let's go. I want to smash them. What a fun game that's going to be. That's a sneaky good game. That is a sneaky. That's good under game. the radar. Yeah. And once again, this we should look up in the uh, commercial break. Let's do this. Okay. How many times did the Seahawks start the season in the Eastern Time Zone? It seems like every year. You want to go with the Russell Wilson era? I, bele- I bet it last. Cause I remember last year was in Atlanta. That one I remember. It just seems Seattle always starts the season on the East Coast or the Eastern Time Zone. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, last year at Atlanta. <laughs> we'll t- take a break. We'll come back. Right, the Colts. And then, year. by the way, TJ, I don't really mean to keep firing in your direction. Let's go. But I have. <laughs> with the Cowboys, the East Coast, the East Time Zone Look, man, thing. I, I, I want to smoke. All when right. we come back, the owner of the New York Metropolitans Put something on his phone and hit send. (laughs) That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Billy Bob Thornton here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is your best sports memorabilia that you have that you're you're most proud of, or something that you you love? Oh, it's uh, I've got a bunch of things that I love, but the one that I would have to say is the, is the coolest, simply because it's not because um, I was a baseball player, so baseball stuff means a lot to me. Um, one year, a girlfriend of mine said, "If you could have anything for Christmas this year, what would it be?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "An autographed baseball glove from Brooks Robinson." Because Brooks was from Arkansas. He grew up in Little Rock, North Little Rock. And uh, I just loved him, you know, when he played with the Orioles. And uh, so I thought, that's never going to (laughs) happen. But if I could have anything, that's what it would be. And she chased him down. She got all the publicists and everybody else on the case. And Christmas morning, I opened it up, and there was an autographed book, a Brooks Robinson glove, and it said... uh, uh, and of course, you know the glove from him. That's the thing because sure. of his fielding, you know. And it said from a huge fan, Brooks Robinson. I'm like, Brooks Robinson knows who I am. I'm done. <laughs> this this is this is all fine. But I speaking of Brooks Robinson, uh, I have a sports trivia question for you. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Yes. 
No, everybody misses one guy. Uh, Baltimore Orioles, I think it was in 70, mm -hmm. had four 20-game winners. Who were all four of them? Okay. You're going to name three of them for sure. Okay, Palmer. Palmer. Okay. Um, Cuellar? Two. Okay, I'm halfway home. Oh, gosh. Who else is that? Nobody's saying, nobody's getting in my ear right now. Okay. Yeah, don't uh, tell him. McNally. McNally, there you go. You just got the three that everybody gets. And the fourth one is? Who's the fourth one? Pat Dobson. I would never have gotten that. Nobody ever does. So where, Billy Bob, I guess, then before we throw it a break, I'm mandated to ask, did you ever put on the Brooks Robinson glove? Like literally put your hand in oh, it? Oh, I, I put it on, but boy, do I protect it. It's a, I, I finally put it in plexiglass because it's, you know, the name might rub off, you know. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Boy, that's a that's a real dandy thing. Uh, McGuire also gave me a bat right after he broke it. You know, uh, right after he broke the uh, the Maris. No, no, after he broke his bat. Oh, after he, gro <laughs> he grounded out to third. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you should say it was home run number sixty-seven, home run sixty-two. But it was that year. Okay, it was that year, and uh, yeah, he, he grounded out to third. Gets the Dodgers, and he gave me the bat and his batting glove, which had dirt all over it and everything. So I've got that, and uh, yeah, I got some good stuff over the years. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. He gave me a broken bat. He grounded out to third. <laughs> yeah, but it's his. Absolutely. <laughs> Fun stuff with Billy Bob Thornton. Anytime he's been on this show, multiple times. Go to our YouTube page to check them all out. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show, our poll question. Let's check on the results as they currently stand. Christopher at Rich Eisen Show. We're getting some interesting tweets from people about uh, what we've missed and who should be on the list instead of the four that we've chosen. Yeah, a lot of good matter. responses. So it's the anniversary uh, 69, 59, 1962. Let's do some math. Yeah. Uh, P uh, Ringo Starr replaced Pete Best on the Beatles. So best replacement in sports and pop culture. 59 years ago today. That's a, that's a long time ago. When Pete Best says, I'm out, Ringo's in, right? Ringo love, peace and love. Or did they say Pete's out and Ringo's in? I don't think Ringo just... Gave him some. No, I know. I, it's just, I don't know if Pete's like, yeah, this isn't working out for me, or they say this is not working out for us. I don't, it's a good I question. don't know. You know, there's that. If he voluntarily left, where does that rank on the dumbest things ever? I don't know. Right with that guy who had that Apple stock, you know that meme, and he That's sold crazy. it for something and it'd be worth like 300 billion dollars now or something like that 70,000 bitcoin guy for a pizza <laughs> either way 59 years ago today pete best was replaced right. by best uh, replacement Ringo in sports Star. pop culture brady comes in for bledsoe kurt warner comes in for trent green lou Gehrig replaces wally pip and ringo for pete best <laughs> so uh as we kind of thought brady kind of running away with this 50, brady's running away with it 56 percent yeah 56 percent for brady 19 percent for ringo 17% Lou Gehrig, the Iron Horse, and only 8% for Kurt. They're making a movie out of Kurt. I know. Come on. So Pete Best was dismissed by the Beatles. So so Pete out, Ringo in, and the fact that Brady's won seven Super Bowls since coming in for Bledsoe means that he's winning the— Is that Luke, Trump the greatest band ever? I, I, I don't even, I don't even know Beatles? what to say. I, I know. I, look, I, I, our, our, our listeners and viewers are at least consistent. Speaking of Tom Brady— um, everybody's doing some um, uh, practices against other teams. Yeah. Okay. And like the Jets are, are with Green Bay right now, and um, the Titans with the Bucks. And Tom Brady spoke after practice. And with the Titans there, there's lots to talk about with Tom Brady. Mike Vrabel, for instance, uh, he said that uh, 
that uh, Vrabel um, has, quote-unquote, toned down a little bit as he's aged. It says Vrabel used to chatter a lot as a player. Interesting. Okay. These are all tweets uh, of reporters from the uh, Bucks facility in camp. Here's a good one from uh, uh, Joey Knight of the TV Times. Tom Brady says Ryan Tannehill was not the quote-unquote MFer he was referring to on the uh, HBO The Shop. <laughs> Drew Brees. <clears throat> no way. No God, way. In my throat. No way. As you Must know, the rain. I was... The, as we're all, we were all sleuthing. <laughs> I know. Well, Tannehill was kind of the one that, that was the one that I that thought you threw out there. Yeah, yeah. Tannehill was not the mf'er. Could you? All right. You think Brady when asked point blank, "Hey, you think the guy who's at practice for the other team right now was he the the guy that you referred to as the mf'er? <laughs> Is that the guy? <laughs> right. So the fact that you're here at practice. Oh, oh, make this even more, more <laughs> difficult because so not only is the guy there, okay, right. and I'm I am doing this to try and bolster my sure. choice. Like I'm yeah, not giving sure. up this ghost. No, is what I, I'm no. saying. Oh, Rich, I understand. I know okay, who you are. is that so? The guy's not only in practice, but if let's not forget, he saying this, and the reason why we haven't brought this up is because everything is so hunky dory with Tampa. If he didn't win with Tampa, could you imagine if he didn't win with Tampa what the landscape would look like in the NFL right now? It would be totally different. Aaron Rodgers might be skipping around with Brian Gutekunst hand in hand, (laughs) you know, double dutching, you know, with tandem bicycle. Yeah, with tandem bicycle. (laughs) Coming in. You know, like. Name any montage from a Farrelly Brothers movie that's the two of them, okay? And um, so Brady. By saying, like, he was upset that this team spurned him in a way, because he's calling, like, you're sticking with that MFR, really? That that means that the Bucks, deep down, if you really want to drill down, weren't his first choice. Right. Right. Or right. they could have been his first choice. And this was another team that was in neck and neck, because we all want to have options when we're free agents speaking as somebody who had been one, you know, 18 years ago sure. this past summer, you want options. I had like a first choice, but you want options. So he's not going to sit here at Bucks camp and say, guilty as charged. That was the MFR. Let's go talk to him <laughs> together, shall we? But here's the latest example, the latest example. And I know this happens all over the league. I get it. I get it. Do you know who's a ball boy at the facility today? One of Brady's sons? Jack, 13 years old. Jack Brady. So Brady's been around long enough now that his kid's a ball boy there. Quote, it's really a treat for me to have him. He thinks it's fun. It's probably way better for me having him out here. That's awesome. Whatever you want, Tom. (laughs) Like they're not going to – I understand. I am sure any quarterback out there – like. The Saints didn't tell Breeze you can't have your kid be a ball boy. You know what I mean? Like any quarterback that has a child who, you know, wants to be out there, it's safe to have them out there, they're going to have them out there. But it's just the latest example. Tom, what do you need? What do you want? And what I know, can like, we do? Peyton Manning was joking at the Hall of Fame, like Brady gets in in 2035 on the first bell. Why can't Brady just keep playing? Why not? So you're saying Tampa Bay treated Brady with 
a little bit different than the White Sox treated Adam LaRoche when it came to having his kid around. Well, <laughs> Brady's also not having his kid on the road. I mean, that's a – I think that's an extreme example, <laughs> TJ. I don't know. I I don't even know because when you say apples and oranges, you're still in the same produce section. I right. don't even think you're in the same supermarket yeah. with that analogy. Apples and Captain I don't know, man. We got a lot of good answers for this uh, best replacement in sports. Yes. We got Big Ben for Tommy Maddox. Uh, Brett Favre for Don Mikowski. It's a good one. Uh, Don Bowie chimed in with one that was good. Uh, 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 Daniel Craig for Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> well, well, that, that for Bond. That goes along with my um, Hugh Jackman for Doug Ray Scott as Wolverine. It's a pretty good one. Jimmy Smits for David Caruso oh, on NYPD Blue. Oh wow! Uh, Harrison Ford for Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones. Oh boy. Good ones. Also, I mean, like we said earlier, there was the Stone Cold replacing Triple H in the King of the Ring in '96. Didn't to to rocket Stone Cold to superstar. These are great. How about also Kevin Costner when he was here a couple years oh, yeah. ago? Oh, right. Saying that the original the studio wanted Robin Williams to play Ray Kinsella in Field of Dreams, great. and the the director wanted Costner. It's not because Robin Williams wasn't such a terrific actor; no, wouldn't be not. worthy of it. As Costner pointed out, the director said he wanted somebody who fans watching the movie wouldn't believe that they hear voices in the corner. Heard voices. And Robin Williams and looks like he might hear some voices. They would be, they would believe he yeah. could hear, you know, it would be a different scenario. Fans would say, of course he hears voices. That's Robin Williams and the character he plays. <laughs> Kevin Costner, apparently, just to bring it all full circle with Michael Keaton joining us in the next hour. Apparently, he was in night shift. Kevin Costner is like sort of an extra. as a guy number two or something Whoa. like that. I mean, Michael Keaton's career, bro. Night shift, Mr. Mom, gung-ho, Beetlejuice, the two Batman movies, and now the run of movies that he has made with Birdman, Spotlight. Spotlight. Is an incredible movie. Great movie. And the one that he's in right now, the protege, uh, the director of Casino Royale, directed this film. And Maggie Q is a badass. And Michael Keaton, there's a great, he was terrific in it, man. But Love he's great it. in everything. He's great in everything. He's great in everything. He's great in everything. Should we ask him this poll question? I think it's uh, not a bad He's going to go with Ringo Starr. I'm just wondering. Like, it's a beat. you got to be kidding me. Like, what, what was the movie? He loves, he loves football, though. He so. passed on, or maybe he replaced someone in a movie. Like That's the stuff I'm so curious about, too. I think he passed on uh, a few. He passed on Beetlejuice, apparently. That's one of the, if we do get to celebrity, true or false, it's one of the questions that he passed on Beetlejuice and before taking it and then ad-libbed 90% of the movie. <laughs> God, he's amazing yeah. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a very young Alec Baldwin and Renona Wart Ryder. Yeah. Gina Davis. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I love, I love that, that movie. movie. Yeah. Well, baby, just right just there. Just don't say it only twice, guys. Kyle Brandt. But that's right. <laughs> <laughs> three times. Ah, ah, well done. Kyle Brandt coming up. Right here on Peacock, where Kyle Brandt is going to be uh, this fall. Season one of Frogger. Like a real-life Frogger. You kept that in the download, too. Remember, because he was doing Good well, Morning Football from Australia. He was right. like, I'm down here. I can't really talk about what You're I'm right. doing. I know. I'm quarantined. I'm just in my Not hotel anymore. room. 
Not anymore. That's yeah, so cool. So obviously the George Costanza moment of him yeah. playing Frogger <laughs> and trying to beat the record that, and then actually true. using it to cross the street. Oh, my gosh. What other uh, arcade game like that should we bring back as a show? Like with human beings playing it? Yeah. Well, you can't do like Centipede, you know what I mean? No, or but like Galaga, Donkey Kong you know, or something Donkey like that. Donkey Kong. That means you got to put an actual gorilla on top that's stomping down and creating problems with <laughs> barrels, barrels, like barrels. <laughs> I don't know. Just throwing things out. Well, I mean, I guess with Frogger, they would have to be alligators. It couldn't have been alligators, right? We can't have we can't have real alligators. You can't, you know. I just don't know how Are they... alligators indigenous to Australia where they shot this show. By the way, I mean, could you have chosen somebody more perfectly? No, aligned and DNA wise and personality than Kyle Brandt. And he's to with do Damon that. Wayans Jr. Yeah, right? that's right. He is on that's Peacock. Cool. That's very fun. Right here, the very end. Can we get a Eisen Show edition of us on Frogger? Do you, I don't know for season two. I don't know if we could pass the protocol down there in Australia <laughs> right now, sir. Ah, going all the way to Australia <laughs> to shoot it. Yeah, that's a lot. I was great at Frogger. Frogger. You I was, were. Oh yeah. Not Costanza great, but I was good at Frogger. Yeah, Frogger wasn't my. I remember the music bag. in my head right now. Oh jeez. Do 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 do. That's, well, that's Frogger. That's, that sounds like Mario. That's Mario Brothers. Yeah. No, is it? Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. Donkey Kong? Uh, Mario Super Mario Brothers is. Did I just? Yeah, you mixed up your. Did I really? Your eighties arcade games. Oh my god! What about Atari Pitfall? They do that. Oh, Pitfall was amazing. Well, let me get the Frogger music. Pitfall was amazing, but I mean, you'd have to do that in the jungle. You'd have to get that would be a hell of a setup, man. I'd say Super Tecmo Bowl, but we're going to get that in about three weeks anyway when the season starts. Let's go. Ben DiNucci was really good in Tecmo Bowl, bro. <laughs> Better than the actual Super Frogger was so hard. Yeah. Kyle Brandt when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show. And Michael Keaton behind him. <laughs> 